All right, welcome back to another episode of the Man's Pursuit podcast with me, Garth Drew, and Simon Barrett. Normal service resume today, me <laughs> doing the intro, <laughs> yeah. not you shitting it. Yeah, I actually thought I did really well. You did well, mate. And it was a good episode about money and chasing financial freedom and wealth. Yep. And we've rolling, we're rolling straight into this on the same day into a new conversation because I think it brought up some themes that I think we could expand on more. Um, and that theme is this idea of like you, like you just said to me offline. There's people who hoard money, and I think that's what you was asking if I do in the last episode. As and I would say that's true. I like I like squirrel it away and saving it for a rainy day and that peace of mind. And that's one type of person. But then there's the other type of person who tries to chase money so they can buy things and have things and do things to themselves that give them status yeah. and allow them to live up to other people's expectations. So they do shit they don't want to do, like work a particular job or overwork or get overstressed so that they can accumulate <coughs> things and have things yeah. that give them some sort of status or self-worth. I think um, it's all about an accumulation somewhere, oh. isn't it? It's either, well. That was a big bang, wasn't it? <laughs> It's either an accumulation of just having lots of money there to look at, which I think people are guilty of, and then there's accumulation of things, which I would say are materials, cars. You know, I even look at some people's homes, and I think it's literally like a show home. And I, my home is fit for purpose. Like, it's a mess, really, because Hugo's running wild in there. So, you know, I think we just have two different people in this world. I think we can we can touch on our personal perspective here, can't we, a lot? Yeah, so I think the theme of this podcast is, are you living a life that's authentic to you? Because I think the reason a lot of people are chasing cars, houses, things, money, um, is to win the opinions of other people yeah. who they probably don't even care about. And I think we've been in those positions in the past but now we've become, we've done enough investigation in ourselves to get to a point where we're very comfortable with ourselves. Yeah. That's why I'm happy to come out in a 15-year-old hoodie, uh, <laughs> drive a shit car, go out in a pair of homemade shoes <laughs> and put all this weird shit out because I don't care anymore what anyone thinks. Yeah. But there were certainly times in the past where getting wrapped up in trying to look like my business was successful or dress a certain way and accumulate things, thinking that that gave me some sort of status. I think it's a massive problem for people. Yeah. It's acceptance into society, isn't it? Like, I think my the, the worst time in my life was when I was single because you're almost like having to put yourself out there into the world in a certain way to attract a certain female, you know, and you almost think that the, the females of society today want a certain man, you know, they want money, they want people who've got branded clothing on, you know, a nice car, can afford things. So it was all around money for me. You know, I thought people wanted me to look like I had money when in reality I didn't. So were you chasing money though to then do that in, in reality or were you just trying to give off the impression that you had money? I think both. I think both. I think definitely at that time I would run myself into the ground working to, you know, get the money to effectively live this life which never, never felt right for me. I was in pure conflict. I think that's why we end up having these sorts of conversations because we've lived there, but felt that, that inner conflict. And I think there's a lot of people living that life and they're, they're in that conflict and they know it's there, but maybe not 
been courageous enough to go, what is that? That isn't me. Mm. See, I'd say I was different <clears throat> to you. I, I say I was the other type of person. I was trying to chase money to squirrel it away because yeah. I thought that gave me freedom. I would never say I've struggled that much with trying to impress other people. But there has been times, like I've been out with your cousin and a few of the lads. <laughs> I think you might have been there. I remember going to spinning fields once and it's when I had no money. I rocked up in this like tweed jacket trying to fit in with the boys. <laughs> yeah. Danny Cipriani was in the bar, right? How and I, was it in the living room? Uh, something like I that. I think I remember, yeah. And I went in and I, I played schoolboy rugby with him and he did remember me. And I was getting a round of drinks and he's like, get us one double gin tonic. I was like, all right, ordered it. It's like 70 quid round. And I was at the time earning something like 900 quid a month in a warehouse. I just got injured. Yeah. Like I had no money. And uh, I was trying to fit in and make it look like I was all right. And I remember handing over my card for this like 70 quid round in spinning fields. Like what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> Panicking. <laughs> yeah. Neighbourhood. Oh yeah, yeah no, yeah. I so there has been yeah. times where, yeah, and that I that's that's a big thing, in. isn't it? I think people living outside of their means, which I think we touched on, on that last podcast, yeah. just to fit in with this. It's almost a story that's been given to us that cars represent wealth. You know, the the way your house looks represents wealth. The, way you the look. clothes you've got, the way you look. How many people have got turkey teeth now? You know, <laughs> so many people. So many, why? By turkey teeth, you mean the super white veneered. Think, you know, Mr. Wilson in Dennis the Menace. <laughs> <laughs> when he puts the piece of chewing gum in it. Yeah, you know, teeth. and I'm not saying that in a judgmental way. You know, if people want to fix the teeth, that's absolutely fine. But, you know, them false teeth, if we actually looked on it at something your teeth are used for, which is rip it, tearing meat, <laughs> you're told not to do loads of things with turkey teeth. My teeth will do just fine. You know what I mean? But they're not going to look as nice in terms of what society have said your teeth should look yeah. like. Well, I noticed doing this podcast that my bottom ones have proper started crossing over as I've got older. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I get it. Like, you know, you want to fix your teeth and they look natural and that's going to give you more confidence. You're going to perform better at work maybe or whatever it might be, fine. Yeah. But I think if you go for the, like, I honestly don't, I see men with the, whatever you, the turkey Full teeth. Veneers, veneers. And I don't think anyone would say, it looks good. It will. I just, and, and, I just don't think in our opinion, is it? it maybe not. But what I'd link, link it back to is when um, I was thinking about other people's opinions and I was single, like it's similar to what you were saying. And I would spend two hours a night in the gym bodybuilding and did get like pretty big. And then I'd go out in like a tight t-shirt or something. And so that's just the same because it, it was me thinking – other people will think that looks good. Whereas if you actually speak to most females and ask them about the bodybuilder look, most of them are saying like big turn off yeah. on the whole. I, I can't say I've not done it because I have, you know, and as I say, I'm not being judgmental here. That was just a point I was making. You know, I've, I've had a tattoo on my bald spot of my head <laughs> because I've thought the rest of my head, I've got lots of hair apart from on the very, very top where it's thinning. And I was looking at pictures of myself and it just looked stupid. So I got this tattoo and it does it does work. I think if it makes people feel better about themselves, it's not an issue. I feel much less conscious about but myself. I think what we're saying in this episode, though, to bring it back is, yeah, if that helps you not be self-conscious, fine. But how many people are trying to earn money and accumulate things to live up to other people's expectations? So yeah. the, the big thing for me is 
are you living a life that's true to yourself? Yeah. And I think now, for me personally, I feel like I've arrived at that point where I literally don't give a fuck what anyone else thinks about me. Yeah. And I feel like I'm really living a life that's true to myself. I, I think, think it's, it's an ongoing pursuit, that, isn't it? Like, I, I, I agree with you. I think I am so much more comfortable in my own skin about who I am. And I think the last 12 months have been pretty crucial for that. You know, I stopped lifting weights for 12 months. I've, I've questioned everything that I've ever believed in. And I think I, I was saying to you the other day, when I, I'd lost a little bit of confidence in myself because I didn't know myself. And through doing doing this podcast, doing other things, working on myself, I've, I'm definitely regaining that, that yeah. self-belief. But it is ongoing. Like I know you talk about arriving there, but I feel like it's going to be constant for yeah. you as you evolve through life. Oh, yeah. It's not like a destination that you arrive at and that's yeah. it. I, yeah. I guess what I'm saying is I'm the most comfortable in yeah, myself yeah, yeah. that I've ever yeah. felt. And I think what this ultimately leads into is you know, why are we having these conversations? Why are we talking about this? It's for me, every day I want to wake up feeling great mentally and physically. That's what it's all about. Because people might say, why are you having these conversations? Why are you doing that exercise? Why? I just want to wake up every day feeling great and with no internal conflict. And I think if you're... <clears throat> trying to live up to other people's expectations. You're not living a life that's that's authentic to yourself. You're not doing the things that you actually want to do because you're worried about other people's opinions. You're not going to feel great every day. Yeah. So, yeah, you've got a question like, why am I doing all these things? Is that actually me? Yeah. And that's why I'm so keen this year to do some mental, physical challenges because I think maybe I'm just chasing something and it's more to do with ego. I don't know. Or, but... I think a lot of it is when you're in the pain cave deep into a challenge, I think all that sort of stuff is just going to get you closer and closer to find out who you actually are. Yeah. And I think that's what we all want so that we can feel good and, and not have that internal conflict. Yeah. I think you're right about so many people are living there. And as I said, you know, I'll reiterate, we're not being judgy here, but it's clear to see. And even from the conversations I have with a lot of people, you know, they, they're living well without the means to have all these things, but inside they are not happy. And this goes alongside one of the main missions of the man's pursuit. There is, a, you know, mental health with men is shocking right now. And I think this is a, is a massive mm -hmm. part of it. So many men are living as somebody else effectively. You know, we've got social media that you can literally just be a complete different person on, you know, based on what you've got, what you look like. But it might not actually be them. No. And that's huge conflict to live with. Yeah. You see it, you, I mean, I've not been in a nightclub for a long time, but you'd go in and there's somebody sat there. I go to Ibiza quite a lot, 10 years ago, and I'm like, who are the people that are, who are those lads in that booth that have spent 10 grand to be in there tonight? Me in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> who, all right, some of the guys there are multimillionaires. They're yeah. normally the older blokes. You can tell who they are. But yeah. there's a group of lads there that have spent 10 grand to be in that booth just for the social media posts and just yep. for the ego. And um, is that really what they want? Yeah, could be at that moment of the life, could couldn't be. it? And that's could be. Yeah, but yeah. I think we're just challenging people to ask these questions, aren't we? Definitely. You know, and that's that's the thing. As you say, for a twenty-two-year-old, if they spend their entire savings on that trip to Ibiza for them social media posts just to have a good time, thinking that that's going to attract the fittest birds in here, then <laughs> fair enough. You know what I mean? But I think there's still people doing it at a time where really they should be assessing their values and looking at what they truly want out of life. Forget that, you know, forget that 
There's more important things to think about in life. Yeah. That's what we're trying to get across here, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think oh, the classic one for me is always the car. Yeah. I think the car is like the status of how well you're doing in life. Yeah. But I know plenty of people who drive swish cars that are probably having financial yeah. stress. And every Range Rover I've heard of somebody buying in the last 12 months, mate, goes back into the garage yeah, broken down. after about five weeks. Yeah. Yeah. My dad's always like nice cars and they always break down. Yeah. I've always drove shit bangers and they never break down. Um, so there you go. But um, I think probably don't want to like labor on with this point. Again, it's just an investigation into why you're doing what you do. But I think just something we've touched on before this episode, which is quite a nice little topic, is that I'm always intrigued to talk to old people or read the books by, by old people or, or watch YouTube videos interviewing people coming towards the end of life or even people that have just reached middle age. And the question is, you know, what would you have done differently? And it's always the same thing. You know, I wish I'd been more true to myself. I wish I'd pursued the things I wanted to do. I wish I hadn't worked as hard. Yeah. I wish I'd spent more time with my kids and my family and my friends. You know, I wish I'd valued experiences in nature more than accumulating watches and cars. And yeah. it's always the same thing. And that for me is just all the proof you need yeah. to start living more in accordance with, you, with your true Definitely. self. And I told you about the, the window cleaner, my ex window cleaner. I sat for a coffee with him about five weeks ago and he always used to talk to me about building his business to a point where he can, you know, sell it and that's going to be his pension for him and his wife. And then he sat down and told me that his wife had passed away. And so I just asked him, I said, what would you do differently now? And he said, I wouldn't have worked all those hours. I'd have spent time with my wife, you know, all those things that I was planning to do now, I'd have just done them. Mm. And that was massive. You know, I, I, it was a great conversation. It teaches you all the lessons you need to know. Yeah. I'm looking at like a lot of like my dad and a lot of people I know that are sort of early 60s coming up to retirement, a few business owners are holding out for that business sale. Yeah. They've worked so hard for it. <clears throat> they want that nest egg so they can have a good quality of life well into their retirement, help take care of the kids. But how many quality years of yeah. physically have you got left as you approach 65? And I think... Yeah, that deferred life plan, you know, that promise of the future. Yeah. Uh, and also trying to impress people that don't matter now in the present day. I think it just, yeah, creates a lot of conflict and it's something that you regret probably yeah. in later life. And they're all stories, aren't they? Even that whole thing around, you know, that this is something that I do believe in, you know, leaving enough for Hugo. Like I do, I do talk about these things because you're looking at your kids going, I want them to be as well off as possible to give them endless opportunities. But at what point do you not live now to do that? Yeah. I think that those are essentially the questions you need to be asking. If my parents start talking about inheritance and stuff, I'm like, go and fucking spend all the money. Oh, yeah, I'm not. I'm like, go, go, <laughs> I'm like, go and yeah. go and do shit. No, I say it to my dad all the time. Mate. Like, what? Go and fucking do shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, we've come to this place, haven't we, where experience of every day is massively important to us. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are still stuck looking so far into that future yeah. about this arrival of... Yeah. Well, it's the classic hedonistic adaption, isn't it? Mm. So there's this whole theory that, like, if I look at myself now, let's talk about it personally. 
I, I used to have a goal in the early days for turnover in my business and uh, the sort of house I wanted to live in. I arrived at that last year. I made, my, I finally hit a, a target in my business for revenue and I've moved into a, a house that I'm, I really love. Um, it's, a, it's a great family home. But if you're not careful, you then adapt to that. And it's like, right, what's, what's the next revenue goal? Where's Where's the next house? Let's get six bedrooms. Let's get a garage. Let's get a gym. And it just never stops. And you see it in people. They're like just yeah. constantly trying to upgrade. Um, for what? Yeah. It's that accumulation of stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I don't know how I got onto that point then. What were you saying before that? <laughs> I can't even remember. No, we were talking we were talking about our parents, weren't we? And just um, squirreling the money away, not doing enough. Yeah. But you were, you were basically bringing it back to yourself as a personal. Yeah. Just saying, yeah. Oh, yes. It's, it was relevant. It was relevant. Yeah. And it's, like I say, I think just to close off, I think what all of this investigation has led us to is the realisation that it's back to that definition of success that I put out in a very early episode. Success is when my days look how I want them to look. Yeah. And most people probably couldn't say that is the case. Whereas I've not definitely not all the time, like my December's looking way too busy for work, but that's what I'm striving for is my day filled with the stuff that I want it to be filled with. Because ultimately, I think the only regret you can have when you get to the end of your life is that you spent it just doing shit that you don't want to do. Absolutely. All comes back to values. I feel like most of our conversations, the point always comes back to values. I think that could be the best thing you ever do is to actually look at what you value in life. Do a time audit of your life. Is any of it showing up? You know, if you spend more time shopping for your designer clothes than you do with your kids, but you really value time with your kids, there's something wrong. Yeah, 100%. All right. That was a good episode. Happy days. Uh, as always, if you're enjoying the podcast, uh, go to iTunes, find our page, and you can leave us a rating and a review. That's always really appreciated. Uh, send DMs, you know, if, if the podcast is helping. Um, Chris, in the previous episode, asked a question. That's great. Gives us ideas for new content. And, uh, yeah, Sam and I now are going to go and work on the future of the man's pursuit because we've got some cool stuff coming up 100%. events community so yeah thanks for listening and see you next time